Welcome listeners once again to the 44th episode of the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast. Coming to you on the 20th of December 2016, we are just five short days away from Christmas. I made the Santa pun last week. I can tell you for sure that I've had coal in my sack for the whole of December, looking for things to get better on the Boxing Day fixtures, which we're going to be reviewing over the next hour. Welcoming back, first of all, the man in charge, the man who edits it all, it's the Iceman. Yeah, hey Pete, welcome back yourself. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, once again, last week... Very, very privileged to have Mr. Ben Dinnery join us on the podcast. Had some great feedback. Thank you all for listening and tuning into that. Actually, the most listeners we've had in a number of podcasts. This week, we've got another uh, very favorable guest, a man that's well integrated into the FPL community and growing over time. He runs a YouTube channel as well, which I'll let him plug in a moment. Coming to us all the way from America, we've had an Australian on the show. Well, a man in Australia (laughs) on the show, not Australian himself. He was actually Welsh, but that's another story. Welcoming to the podcast for the first time, Mr. Luke Thunberg. Hey, guys. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Luke, I'm going to give you a moment just to speak a bit about how you got into FPL, how the uh, the addiction grabbed you and kind of what your involvement is in the community. Yeah, I think uh, addiction is probably a good word to describe it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spend a little too much time on Twitter and, uh, you know, catching up with the scene. But, um, you know, I'm pretty new to the game. And as an American, we don't get a ton of exposure to uh, football, as you'd call it in the uh, States. But over the last couple of years, you know, we've seen the sport kind of grow and especially like on college campuses where I am now, um, it's very popular. Um, so yeah, I got invited by a couple of friends to join an FPL league. Um, I think it was the summer, summer before last, uh, summer and, you know, it was, it was a good introduction into the sport and, you know, ever since then I got addicted and, yeah, I guess from now I, I basically just tweet out my entire, uh, thought process on Twitter and, uh, give people some some advice if they ask and mainly recently we've opened up a new uh youtube channel called fpl live and uh we do kind of a live impromptu session where people can ask questions and we'll answer them on the show so it's kind of a new idea um i've started that with fpl stag and the Chiefs, so it's really good to have a couple of uh seasoned veterans over there taking me under their wing and uh bringing me into the scene so yeah i'm I'm excited yeah you do you do it on a friday night don't you i listened once it does sound like mm-hmm. you guys know some you know you know your shit and you you got a guest on as well who was pretty good i, I enjoyed it. it was it's a nice lesson what is it friday night about um yeah nine o'clock or ten o'clock is that English yeah i time? think it's uh i think it's like around ten fifteen for you guys so yeah you know it kind of gives a good time for people to listen in before they head to bed or um yeah you know i I know for a lot of people in like asia uh especially we get a lot of views from like india and pakistan it's good for them too because they wake up in the morning and they can re-listen to the show so yeah i think it, it's a pretty good time for everyone um so yeah we're 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 happy with how it's going so far it's it's quite nicely placed, actually. That's usually around the time people are panicking about their transfer on a Friday night yeah. and who to captain for the uh, the Saturday morning. So Pete, timely. Pete, don't admit that we panic, right? That's you know we're meant to be giving out advice. Don't admit that we do that. I I, I said when when people. Okay, people. When yeah, people good. Yeah, panic. Well, us, I, I don't panic us, at all. I, I, 
I put my captain on the week before and I don't Me look too, at my man. team for Me the next too. seven yeah. days. So yeah, um, <laughs> don't tell people that either. Um, but absolutely, I think it's uh, certainly worth a tune in, worth a listen. Please do subscribe if you haven't already to it. Um, and like you say, you've got some great mentors on that uh, on the show as well. Yeah, it's great, guys. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the show. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Great to have you on board with us. Um, I mean, just one thing I would say, just given the popularity of uh, fancy football in the American football version, that that's so in depth in America. There's full, you know, there seems to be channels dedicated at certain times to fancy football uh, in the yeah. American game. And and I've actually tried, you know, signing up a team this season. It's so complicated. Like I've never. Yeah quite seen anything like it in terms of there's so many different like fancy football options and mm-hmm. have you had any exposure to it or is it just the case of aware of it yeah i won't admit that i I've, i can't say i've ever played it but um yeah. it's similar to i don't know if you guys play taga um for fpl but you know it's it's sim- similar in the way they score points it's it's different because you get more points for different actions so like you know this many catches or uh you know you run for this many yards you get certain amount of points so it's a little bit uh different than you know fpl where it's kind of just goals assists clean sheets and that's mainly how you get your points but yeah if you're a uh, if you're an american football fan i know people over here love it so they do yeah fantastic well it certainly changed the way that we uh we watch and and listen to football now in uh, in the UK. So let's move on to how our teams have done this week. Let's get right down to business. Okay. Um, we had a real mix this weekend in terms of results. Um, the Arsenal fans speaking to you now are feeling fairly uh, bitter about what happened on Sunday. Iceman, on that note, how did your team do? Well, Arsenal did badly and I also did badly. It was an- another terrible, terrible week for me. I've dipped down all the way to uh, what is it, 107,000 overall now. So, yeah, not doing good. 44 with a minus four. I look back at it now and I think, why did I take a minus four? I had Foster in goal and I had a Nietzsche B. And I wanted Carroll in, but I didn't want to remove Origi. So I decided I needed like 0.1 to get Carroll in. So I decided to move Foster down to Valdez because Valdez is playing well recently and he does have some good fixtures coming up. Uh, so I moved him down and then Anichibi to Carroll. Obviously, in, in hindsight, that was a bad move because I would have played Pickford, who scored eight. And yeah. uh, Carroll and Anichibi both scored two. So, yeah, not not doing great. I have got Carroll for the Swansea game. Hopefully, he's going to get me some points there. I captained Kane like everyone else. And, yeah, another blank. So, yeah, 44 with a minus four. Not great. Yeah, I can see a spread of points in some of your, your higher price players. Jamie Carragher, interestingly, saying pick for the goalkeeper of the season so far, and I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, Luke, yeah, how about I'd yourself? Agree. How how did you get on this week? Uh, you know, like uh, like the Iceman, it was bad. Um, I think I had thirty four points in total. You know, going into the week, I had uh, Ianacho in my team, and I decided yeah. that I couldn't run him out. Um, I had a feeling, you know, I'm a City fan, so I, I had a, a fan's intuition that he wasn't going to play, and, uh, you know, I was right about that, but I ultimately failed in the guy that I brought in. I, I was like the Iceman as well, and I brought in Carroll. Um, the fixture against Hull was very attractive to me, and, yeah. you know, I, I watched him play the week before, and he looked involved. He, he looked good, um, didn't he? He looked good. Yeah. Me. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like he had a ton of chances, but he was definitely involved in the play, and... You know he's, I think he's six foot four or something. He's he yeah. towers above a lot of defenders even. So um, ultimately that didn't work out. 
Uh, I captain Canes, and he got me two points, so four points in total. I have Pickford sitting on my bench as well. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was a pretty abysmal week, other than Alonzo clean, Sanchez assist, yeah. and Costa goal. Uh, I had blanks all around. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm sitting right around 24K right now, which is still – it's still okay. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm still doing fine, but um, I'd like to try and start getting some captain picks right. Uh, going forward and we'll see see if we can get some red uh, green arrows now get the green arrows going well i think um you're right it's about getting that captain right is absolutely crucial like yourself kane for me has just absolutely fluffed it these last couple of weeks i'm pretty gutted and put ibrahimovic in when uh, when i had the choice between him and kane so my team like the iceman 43 uh, points this week um tactically a couple of things i did differently i brought in alonso as i just think the way that chelsea are defending at the moment i can just see that bandwagon carrying on in terms of clean sheets and uh, he came up with one so i was very happy with that stuck with diego costa he's got the yellow card now of course we'll be talking today about who to rotate in yeah. for him yeah you're happy with that aren't you yes very much so yeah, finally. Uh, sign off with a goal, though, so I was happy with that. <clears throat> the only other player I'm going to mention in my team, um, a while back I put in Darun of Middlesbrough, just be a midfield, just yeah. because he was low cost. He, he, I suppose my thinking is he's very, very low cost. He enables and he does play every game and he could be kind of, he could get a clean sheet every now and again and get you sort of the odd three points. This week, to my delight, he netted, he got two bonus points. He got me 10. I'm not going to tell you to put Darun in, but as an enabler, he came up trumps for me this week. So uh, very happy with that. Yeah, has yeah, he I, scored uh, two goals this season? He's scored a couple of goals this season, yeah, and he's had a couple of weeks. Now, for me, when I look at a fifth midfielder or someone that might rotate in off the bench, I want someone who's definitely going to play and at the very least could potentially get a three-point return yeah, 4.3. You know, with a clean. What's that? 4.3, he's priced at, so yeah. It's, and he has. Yeah. there's been a couple of games where he's played further forward. So like I said, I, I don't think he's someone that you want to rush out and get. Yeah, but just for me, as an enabler, he was a, he was a fairly decent option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's not. Yeah. He, I mean, most people I think right now have Darren Fletcher. Um, yeah, at least I'm one of them, and you know he has I think one goal and one assist on the year. So, yeah, I think Darren's probably just a little bit better of a pick there. But yeah, I agree with you. Okay, well, um, let's see what we've got in plan for this week. First of all, that I'm going to take us through our top 10 in the fantasy football surgery podcast mini league we'll give you the joining code later on if you're not in just yet so our top 10 in the uh, surgery podcast mini league for this week in 10th place eddie hughes hanging on in 10th there with fc tanami tanami up in up into ninth we've got glenn moore with the trap stars i think he i think glenn's new this week biggles winman Patrick Houghton having a good week and moving up to eighth. We're joint eighth with the uh, the Trap Stars. Seventh is my God given right with Erwin Godfather. There is a decidedly religious theme there. We've got uh, Lewinsky with Joe Omondi. Quite appropriate given the recent presidential elections, Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it. No, <laughs> uh, in fifth place, we've got the RK Mavericks of Kunal Roran. Fourth place, dropping again, unfortunately, the mysterious Duke, Douglas Munro, even though having a strong week. Uh, Anticlante United with Andreas Solander is in third. We've got somebody new in second place, a wonderful team name. Okay, with Yossi G in second place. <laughs> and mainly in top spot is Dimitar Todorov, very strong once again. Now has gone over 1,000 points on 1,041. So well, great well score. Well done to you, sir. Consistent and heading for the FPL T-shirt that we've got in mind. He has, oh, dub- 
he has doubled up on the Chelsea defence with David Luiz and Aspilicueta. That's that's yeah. some strong work. He's also got Brunt in there and a couple yeah. of yeah, a couple of Borough defenders, Chambers and Barragan. He's, yeah. he's, he's got five players in the defence scoring him, well, clean sheet apiece, really, apart from Brunt. He's, he's done well there. And actually, our, our new second-place addition, um, OK, has uh, quite a few points on the bench. They've got uh, Pickford and Ake sat on the bench with Holly Bass and Grant in the sticks and at the back. So they could have actually pretty much caught up a top spot this week. Does that hurt you, Luke, like it does some people, where you've got players on the bench and you just you find it a nightmare? Or you're just like, well, I've got a strong team. Surely I should be happy about it. Uh, you mean like benching points? Like yeah. feeling sorry for I mean... You can go into a week with with the logic of, you know, I, I think this player is going to play good and this player is going to not play good and bench him. But, um, yeah, I don't put too much thought into it. Yeah. You know, having Pickford on the bench, like, I, who did who did uh, Hugo Lloris play this week? Burnley. Uh, yeah. I was pretty confident that they would hold it clean, but um, sometimes it doesn't happen. So, yeah, I don't really get too phased up by, by that stuff. So, Iceman, can you, uh, is there anyone you're shouting from the league this week? Uh, yeah, so um, manager of the month so far with Ragnar Lofbrook FC is, oh dear, oh dear's name is difficult, um, Ikta Mamnan, I'm going to go with, he's doing... That, that is not how you say his name, but go on. <laughs> well, he's he's top of December at the moment, if you want to try and shout his name, you feel free. Oh no, no, I'm not going to try, I'm just saying that's probably not just a disclaimer. Uh, yeah, he's, he, uh, he's top of the moment this month. And uh, I just want to shout out a strong team name in 21st place, 21st place. Pelvic Thrust 11, Viresh Reddy, very strong. <laughs> yeah, where do, where do they think of it? That's uh, good. Just going to shout out our, our cup, which you've now exited, haven't you, Luke? Unfortunately, yeah, here yeah. with your low score of 34, yeah. which I have to click through. It's it's one of the worst scores I can I can see in the whole league. I can't see anyone oh, no, <laughs> lower than no, no, that. No. The first game between FPL Booster and uh, Pratala Ranjan, uh, he scored thirty two to twenty seven. So he goes through with a thirty two. <laughs> can you believe that? Wow, it's the they worst can't. competition ever. Look. I'm I'm just going to quickly shout out who's gone through. So we've got FPL Booster, then we've got Eddie Hughes has gone through, uh, at Gob has gone through, he's beaten Mark Edworthy, he's quite a prestigious Twitter FPL player. Um, King Chip has gone through by one point, beating Jonathan Paul Gavin. Uh, ben Dinnery's gone out to Daniel Zlapsky. And hmm. uh, David Reynolds has gone through, Alex Brunning, uh, Jabroni's gone through, uh, Woodsy's now gone out, so there's no more surgeons left in our oh, cup. Surgeons uh, <laughs> Johan, <laughs> Yo- Johannes uh, Quintero has gone through, uh, Riley Cooper has gone through, another FPL advisor has gone through, and you were beaten by uh, Seven Stars Fantasy Luke, so I'm lucky with that. Fan Feud, the, the weekly Fan Feud podcast has now gone through he's playing FPL Potter in the next round who has also gone through FPL Hortz has gone through as well and Simon Gardner has beaten our man JNO United ah interesting I'm uh, I'm going to back there's two teams I fancy for this I like Eddie Hughes for this cup or fan yeah. feud yeah uh, uh, I think yeah, one I of think those two I'm going to put my I'm going to put my t-shirt on yeah I would have put money on you Luke but you're out so can't. it's okay guys <laughs> There's nothing like grinding a man down when he's already there. <laughs> Should That's we talk strong, about football? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about some football. Right, chaps, we, uh, we're looking at the 26th of December, so the Monday after Christmas Day. We're hoping the players haven't filled up too much 
on mince pies and mulled wine. First of all, uh, an all London clash. Actually, we've got Watford versus Palace at twelve thirty. A, a riveting lunchtime kickoff, which we're going to have to watch because it'll be the only game on live broadcasting. Nonetheless, two teams that have been very much up and down this season. Iceman, first of all, who do you like in this one? Um, simple answer to that is no one. Uh, Deeney would be a shout. The beard man's brought in Deeney, and he thought he would be a good pump for the next couple of couple of games. But it looks like he's turning out not to be. He's not actually getting many shots on target at all. No, no, only one attempt on on goal in the last game against Sunderland. So against a terrible team. So yeah, I can't really see many many shouts from the Watford side. Crystal Palace, you, you know, if you've got Ben Teke, definitely play him. Uh, like I said, the last game he was playing against Chelsea, so he was never going to get much against them. But yeah, this game, if you want to play him, I reckon probably might be worth a captain shout this game because Watford they're still not looking great in defence, are they? No, you you don't like the the uh, Stefano Okaka pick. <laughs> what the injured Stefan Okaka oh is he injured yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I can confirm that I, uh, yeah he's, he's sat there right now just festering with a hamstring <laughs> right. injury according to Ben Dinnery he guy. could be but according to, to Ben he may have a chance of being back next week but I haven't checked his injury status this week so bear with me on that um, Luke whilst I'm checking that do you fancy anyone from this game um you know, if if Wilfred Zahad hadn't switched his nationality to the Ivory Coast, maybe um, at his he's price still point, still not been shouted out yet, though. Has he? He hasn't been called up yet. I don't think that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't. I mean, I can't imagine he doesn't get called up, basically, on the way he's playing. But yeah, true. Um, yeah, you're you're probably semantically, yeah, definitely not nailed yet. But um, yeah, I mean, I think Benteke is a good uh, third striker pick as well. Um, Especially given that he's on penalties, I think that you know, seeing how many penalties have been given this season, he's he's a he's a comfortable pick. I almost yeah. wish I would have gone with him over Andy Carroll, but um, other than that, I would basically stay away from anyone from Watford. Especially, you know, Troy Deeney, I think got rested in this last kind of fixture yeah. uh, bunch up. So, yeah, I'd, I'd either go for Benteke or just stay away. I agree. I was um, I was I was eyeing up Zaha. I hear what you're saying about the African Cup of Nations. Benteke was on a nice run of form, actually. Um, uh, returns against uh, Swansea, Saints, and Hull. Then he ran into United and Chelsea, and I don't think that's a reflection on his form. But he's run into two teams. United working out how to defend. Chelsea, of course, have been fantastic at the back since they lost to Arsenal. Moving forward, if you're looking for some value in investing in, in Benteke, Watford away next. Then he's got Arsenal uh, away, but then Swansea uh, Swansea at home, West Ham away, Everton at home, Bournemouth yeah. away. So his run of games, I this think, yeah. and, and I include Arsenal in that, very scoreable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Their fixtures are very promising. Just looking at them now, I haven't kind of put that into my thinking. But yeah, they're not the greatest team. I mean, the goal they let in against United—it just—it was so soft. It was so uh, against Chelsea. Sorry, uh, it was so soft. Just Costa. Just they—they've got nothing in defence. They were always prone to a, a mistake. Uh, it's yeah. just they're attacking. I think they're the highest scorers away from home or something, or in the bottom half. I'm just going to have mm. a look now at the table. I know on the uh, on the the FBLI show we got a stat in, um, and I think it said that Crystal Palace are fourth for goal scored this season. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean they definitely 
let the goals in, but they they can they can score them as well. Yeah, yeah. The returns have certainly been better. The form of Zaha has definitely contributed to that. But actually, they've got a man who, if he's given a chance in the six-yard box, he will he will find the net in Christian Benteke. Yep. Okay, so not too not too many promising players in this one, but certainly Benteke worth thinking about. And if, if you fancy a punt and he's not gone, uh, Wilf Zaha potentially. Which moves us on to the first of the three o'clock games. Luke, I'll come to you first for this one. Arsenal versus West Brom. Um, Arsenal disappointing at the weekend, losing that to City. I think quite devastatingly losing that to City as well. Yeah. A, I think yep. we are now a club potentially in crisis. Uh, and of course, West Brom going down 2-0 against United, which I actually think was a little bit against the grain. I thought they'd at least score against uh, against United in that one. What are your thoughts on this game? Who would you go for? Yeah, did, you mentioned you were an Arsenal fan earlier, correct? Yes, sir, I, yeah. I, I am. Yes, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel I feel a little bit smug. Oh yeah, um, you should be gloating now, shouldn't you? I know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you know, looking back at the goals, I I can see offsides being called for both of them. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I I think the first goal that Sane put in was uh, it was a tight call, so I can understand that. But the second one, it, it, like David Silva came through the line and. I swear he made like a toe poke at the ball and nothing got called. So, you know, I mean, my sympathy goes to you. I think you guys got a little hard done. Um, So looking at Arsenal, the biggest thing that pops out to me is their run of fixtures coming up. I think if I've got them here, they have West Brom at home in uh, game week 18. Then they have Crystal Palace at home, Bournemouth away, Swansea away, Burnley at home, Watford at home. So they've got a, a, a really, really good stretch of, uh, about six games coming up, um, so I think it'd be crazy to not own at least one Arsenal attacker, if not two. Um, and I think the guys to go for are uh, obviously Alexis Sanchez. I think is the best option, um, even at his high price right now. He's at eleven point eight. I think he's a must own, um, especially playing in that striker role. He seems yeah. even more involved this season than he has in season past. Um, so yeah, I think he's probably the guy to own. I think he could get away with owning Theo Walcott as well. Um, yeah. He had the goal against City, um, and so yeah, I think between those two, probably look to get either one of those in, uh, whichever one you can afford. Um, in terms of their defense, I would probably stay away. Just just be, given their price point, um, I think you can do a lot better with probably Chelsea defense, given yeah. they're at a similar price range. Um, so that's Arsenal for me. In terms of West Brom, um, I don't think I would really go for any of their attacking options. You know, Rondon had that hat trick a couple weeks back, uh, but I, I think he's just too inconsistent. Nasser yeah. Chadley, um, I can't tell what's going on with him. He might. It doesn't seem like he's necessarily nailed into the side yet. Um, he started the last I, two. I, he's, he's doing all right. As yeah, well. he played quite okay. well last game. Yeah, fair enough. He, he coming back from his injury might have uh, might have been a little slow to get back in because yeah. I, I know at that point West Brom had been winning quite a few games, and I think Pulis probably didn't want to change the lineup. But um, yeah, I mean Chadley could be a decent option. I know he's uh, on a lot of their set pieces. He's still their penalty taker, I believe. So, um, but yeah, honestly, I probably would just stay away from them. I think there's better options um, in terms of their defense, though. I think Chris Brunt. Like you mentioned, this is a really good option. He's he's out of position, playing sort of like a right midfielder almost. Yeah, if I yeah. if I know correctly, so yeah, no, absolutely. 
Yeah, and he's he, he's on some corners as well. So, yeah, I think he's probably the pick of the litter there. Having a look, I have Johnny Evans in my team. Hopefully he'll come back from injury uh, this week. But, yeah, I think I would probably just go the extra point five and upgrade from that 4.5 to uh, Chris Brunn at 5-0. Um, so, yeah, that's how I see those games. Yeah, I like that shout of, uh, of Chris Brunt. Uh, again, their fixture run. I mean, t- two tough games coming up. If Arsenal actually turn up in this game... Uh, maybe difficult for them to score at the Emirates. Then they're away at Saints, who've just been fantastic in defence this season. So a little bit of a difficult next couple. But then they've got Hull after that. Then they're away at White Hart Lane. But then they've got a run of Sunderland, Borough, Stoke, West Ham, Bournemouth, Palace and Everton. So again, about eight games there where I'd fancy them to, to get something in. So I still think if you've got Brunt, or if you've invested in a West Brom player, I wouldn't be looking to drop them too quickly. I agree with you on Arsenal, the most consistent players. I think you need at least one of Walcott or Sanchez in your team if you can afford Sanchez. He's for me, he's essential now. He's he's doing something every week, come win or loss. He scores, he assists. Yeah. Um, I can't sing his praises enough. I think the the Arsenal defence you're picking probably looking more for when Mustafi returns. It's really exposed us since he's been injured. Um, so for me, when he comes back, that's when I'll start looking at Arsenal defenders again. Iceman? Yeah, no, I, to be honest, <laughs> what you guys have said, I fully agree with and everything. I can't really co- contribute much to it other than saying that Brunt, yeah, going forward, bar these two games would be a great addition to your team coming yeah. in. I think he's still priced at, is it what, five mil now, is he? Um, has he gone yeah. up yeah. in price yet? Yeah. He so. might be like, he might be like five one or five. No, yeah, he's, five, he's five mil. So a lot of people are bringing him in as well. Wilcott seems to be, uh, a lot of people's go to in the Arsenal team because probably they can't afford Sanchez. A lot of people steering clear of Ozil. And at the moment, yeah, I can see why, but I can still see points coming his way. If you really want well, to draft an Arsenal attacker in, he's got a lot of creativity in him, and he's got Walcott and Sanchez around him, and these this Garden of Green coming up for them. Yes, yeah, lovely Garden of Green. Yeah, he could be, you know, the assist master. I know he's only got like two this season. I think it is not many, mm. but he could be a go-to. So if you're willing to go for someone a little bit differential, like you know, Ozil, might be the one for that. And he is a bully. He loves scoring. You know, he loves performing against teams yeah. that are a little bit weaker and then disappearing in the big, in the big games. games. Yeah, yeah, hides in the big <laughs> games. But against these small teams, he might he yeah. might be a good option. Like, yeah, don't if 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 you're looking for someone different, I think Ozil might be a good one. I like it. I like the alternative option. Well, let's move on to uh, Burnley versus Middlesbrough. Um, I'm not going to tell you to pick uh, Darun of Middlesbrough because I think that would be. <laughs> ill-advised however uh, the, I, suppose, I suppose the man on everyone's lips at the moment for Middlesbrough is going to be Negredo um, another decent performance at the weekend couple of goals for him to boot um, for me the question with him is still consistency he had those two weeks at the start of the season that got his his ownership level right up he got a nine and ten point return we then had about 12 weeks of sort of two point and one point returns um, in his last five, he's had two game weeks where he scored 12 points. So again, for me, consistency is the issue at 6.3 million. You haven't got to add too much to that to get Christian Benteke, another one and a half million. So I'm I'm still not sold on his level of consistency. He is on pens, though. He is on penalties, and, mm. and you called that against Leicester. And they have got Leicester coming up again, so who yeah. knows what's going to happen there. Yeah. Um, Luke, I'll come to you for this. What are your thoughts on Negredo? Um yeah, I think I agree with you. Just a, a little bit too inconsistent. Um, 
you know, looking at their fixtures, they also have a pretty big sea of green coming up. Um, it's a couple, garden. A garden. A garden. All right, I'll adopt the, the common phrase. Um, yeah, <laughs> a garden of green coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I would just be too worried. Like you said, you can just upgrade them to uh, Benteke for, you know, just over a million more. Um, so I think for me, I would probably just go go the extra mile, get Benteke in. I think he'll be more involved in goals. And I think Crystal Palace probably create a little more chances than Middlesbrough. But um I mean, pr- props to anyone that brought him in last week and got got his points haul. Yeah, he's um, he's been transferring quite a bit already. Actually, I'm just looking at his numbers here in terms of uh, so already um, eighty two thousand people have transferred him in the game week. So a lot of people moving in his direction. Quite a number, really. That that is quite a significant number. I spend. Yeah. Where do you stand with the grey day? Well, uh, no, I, w- I wouldn't get him. Um, <laughs> there, there are better options elsewhere. Yeah, looking at Benteke, you'd probably go him if you've got the cash. Um, but just looking at other options for Middlesbrough, I know you were saying Darun maybe not go for him, but another option would be Forshaw. He Adam Forshaw, he's only priced at 4.5, still gets forward, still plays every game, and his attempts on goal and assist potential, are they're, they're not bad. He's created two chances in the last game, five in his last four, and had two attempts on goal in his last game, and again with six in his last four. So, yeah, it's two two chances a game so at 4.5 if you wanted to get rid of someone like Kapue who seems to just be whenever he wants to play and score well you never know when that is and you're probably going to bench him anyway uh, for sure could be an option to come in off the bench on a weekly basis I have to agree I haven't just seen him watching you know match of the day following him during the live kind of updates and commentary reports he, he does pop up a lot and he is probably a more attacking option than the likes of Darun so I, I don't think that's a bad shout as a fifth midfielder yeah. Okay. Um, do we again? We're, we're very silent on Burnley. Usually, Iceman, when you write the word Burnley, there's nothing underneath it. Is there anything underneath it this week? Um, I haven't actually got them written down this week. You didn't even bother to write them down. No. no. Okay. <laughs> uh, Luke, fancy anyone from Burnley? Um, it'd probably be Tom Heaton, and that's it. I just can't. I think they sit too deep, and um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I can't really even say anything more than them. I'd say. Tom Heaton, if you're looking to downgrade your keeper and free up some funds, and other than that, stay away. And neither of you spurred on by the fact they've just re-signed Joey Barton. <laughs> oh, have they? I did not know that. They, yeah, he's been released from his contract at Rangers because he <laughs> fell out with someone, and uh, and he's been taken back there, which, I, to be fair, I don't think that's a bad shout for them, actually, in terms of having someone experienced in their midfield whether he'll score fpl points is another thing altogether so mm. right well let's move on let's waste no more time on burnley um because I'm, I'm looking forward to this next fixture another three o'clock kickoff chelsea versus bournemouth chelsea getting the job done once again defensively really solid um Iceman, let's come to you first on this one. Who are you picking? Well, I'm really looking at um, doubling up on Chelsea defence, bringing in Asplaqueta or even Louise. Asplaqueta seems to get the bonus points every single game, no matter what. I think he just enables Moses to get forwards and just does a lot of defensive duties, which brings up those bonus points. And believe it or not, he, he gets a, a couple of attempts on goal as well. So, yeah, he does get forward. Obviously, Alonso is the one to have because he, getting three attempts in the last last game he's also on free the crossbar, kicks. Didn't he? yeah free kicks at mm. times hit the crossbar he is definitely the one to have you've just brought him in uh costa now getting that yellow which has finally come so yeah thank god for that it's, it's i've just been waiting for too long so next week 
I might bring him in, but now I'm looking at it and I actually want Aguero in instead of Costa. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking about that. I might hold a transfer to enable me to do that. But yeah, Costa. Did you, yeah, did you ever him, envisage just just to say? Did you ever envisage a situation where we'd be having a conversation where Sergio Aguero's disciplinary record is worse than Diego Costa's <laughs> yeah, this season? Right. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, you, we're talking about Costa's first ban sixteen games in. Aguero has been banned twice already. It's uh, it, it's bizarre. You might have to be worried if you do bring Aguero in. Be, be wary that he is uh, very angry. Yeah, he's just an angry, angry man. Ready, ready it's, for a, it's almost ready like for that movie Freaky. Have you guys ever heard of the movie Freaky Friday, where the, yeah, the mom yeah. and the sisters they yes, switch yeah, minds? Yeah, switch. It's almost <laughs> yeah. like that. Ha- that's happened between the two. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Costa, I think that might be the podcast title there. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, um, Costa. Uh, I think if you have got him, I think if you're going to get rid, then it's a bit dangerous. You're going to lose a lot of value there. So I would hang on to him if you do have him. I don't have him, and I do want him eventually, but. I just can't get him in my team at the moment and I think he's just too valuable with the goals he scores each game. If you get rid, you're just going to lose a lot of cash unless you're planning on getting him back exactly the next week. Uh, I mean, if you're, no, if you're believing in the Chelsea um, bandwagon at the moment, a punt this week would be Michi Bashuai, uh, 8.5 million. The only issue is going to be clearly when Costa comes back, he's not going to get back in the team so it depends if you, if you just want a one-week transfer but talented player Batshuayi another one of the, the uh, Belgium I suppose uh, attacking strikers of this generation who look very very good at international level but just not getting a chance at Chelsea yeah. it'll be it'll be a bit of a punt though wouldn't he so I don't think he's really an option we shall see what about you Luke who do you, do you fancy anyone from Chelsea uh yeah the the defense is kind of where I'm looking at again um I actually my transfer this week is I I brought out Diego Costa and I brought in Zlatan Ibrahimovic um and you know my plan is actually it's it's risky but I'm I'm planning on going without Costa for the uh foreseeable future um the plan right now is to get in Aguero for uh Harry Kane when when he's back um so yeah I mean I, I I feel a little worried just because Costa has been so good this year he's been so consistent um his ownership right now is sitting just below 50%. So I'm definitely going a little bit against the grain with that, although you know Ibra is still pretty highly owned as well. But um, yeah, I think my, my thought right now is I'm really looking at a Chelsea double up. And honestly, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but <laughs> I've been playing around with my team so much. I'm, I'm trying to fit in three Chelsea defenders, and it doesn't look <laughs> bad to me. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> the thing with Costa is we've seen over the past couple of weeks, Chelsea are almost... Um, kind of uh, setting up shop and you know really shutting down and you know they nick a goal and then just kind of hold the lead and it doesn't really seem like they're scoring a ton of goals like they were beginning of the season Um, so I mean I I feel like Costa's ceiling is kind of low at the moment so that's why I'm going without him but I have to say, I do. I was going to make that point as well. I think it's a good one because you're right. He he's scoring consistently week in, week out. But you don't often get your. I mean, if you just look at his his past few weeks in terms of his returns, I mean, he's. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, he like you say though, he doesn't tend to score kind of hat tricks. It tends to be kind of one with a bonus. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's so only like scored say, two goals once return. this year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the thing is, Chelsea defense is is a ton of team value. So it's it really is a pretty big commitment. But 
I can't see that defense giving up goals, especially against the Bournemouth side coming up. Um, and their fixtures are still pretty good in the next couple of weeks too. Bournemouth do have Ake though, and he seems to score every game. <laughs> yeah, he's an enigma. He's been he's been great lately, and his, his price his price point is really good too. Um, I know he's he's risen a couple times. Oh over no, he the can't, past he can't play against Chelsea, can he? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's so, right. Yeah, if you yeah, did bring him in, sorry about that, but he can't play against Chelsea. <laughs> I'm adding I'm adding this to the summary. Beware Ake. Beware Ake. Um, just so I'm interested. Neither of you interested in perhaps given that Chelsea have kept nine clean sheets in eleven games. Just as uh, we don't like investing too much in goalkeepers, but is Courtois a potential season option? Yeah, definitely. Like, obviously, with Chelsea's defence doing what they're doing, Courtois could just be an easy six points every week. But I don't know, in goalkeeper, you just want to go for a cheap option because they're always vulnerable to just that one silly little goal which has happened. And then that's it. That's no more points for you there. No points for me. He's up to 5.8 million as well. So I th- he's, he's one of the most expensive as well. Mm. And rightly so, given these performances. So, okay. Um, are we are we thinking anybody from Bournemouth other than the, uh, the band Ake is worth a shout? Wilshere had a good game. That's... Uh, just want to shout that no, out. T- take, take your rose tinted <laughs> Arsenal glasses off. Who do you think from Bournemouth, if any? <laughs> um, no, not, not, not for this game, but going. Th- Going forward, their defence, yeah, still attacking. I think Daniels might be a good shout as well. He got a lot of attacking stats this game uh, in the last yeah. game. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe not for this game, but for Swansea next. And then, then they've got Arsenal, but then they've got Hull, Watford and Palace. So maybe someone to think about. Mm. The other thing with Nathan Ake too is it, it's kind of a kind of a stretch, but he's on loan from Chelsea and... He's playing so well, you know, maybe they recall him and take him back. And I know they've been looking to find a replacement for Gary Cahill. Um, I don't know. Just kind of a kind of a feeling that I have he could go back. and Maybe. Yeah. I, I think, like you say, next season, if John Terry moves on, they've still got Zuma. Gary Cahill, like you say, they're possibly looking beyond now. Ake is mobile. He's had a full season playing. He was going to have a full season playing in the Premier League. So next season, I think he has potential to get in that Chelsea side. Mm. Well, let's move on from this one then. So last year's champions, Leicester, um, great performance to come back to draw 2-2 at the weekend. Um, some fantastic goals there. Great tinkering by Ranieri. Everton uh, losing out to Liverpool bitterly at the end of yesterday's game. Let's come to you first of all on this one, Luke. Who are you calling? Um well, to be honest, I, I didn't get a chance to look at the highlights from the Leicester game. Um, but what I can say is that Leicester is losing Islam Salmani and Riyad Mahrez to AFCON um, very yeah. soon as well. And, you know, those two make up a huge part of their attacking threat. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it seems a little uncertain to say how Jamie Vardy is going to, you know, perform given the absence of those two. It, it seems like they've really relied on on. Uh, on those two for a majority of the of the goals this season, especially Solmani. Um So I think I would probably stay away. And Vardy seems he's too expensive right now at nine point six, given his uh, attacking returns. So um, I think I would probably just stay away from Leicester attackers and uh, the defense. Uh, they've been leaky all season as well. So for Leicester, I, I for me personally, I'm staying away from them. Um, and you know Everton. I had Ashley Williams in my team for God knows how long. And then, of course, the week that I bring him out and 
he he goes and scores a goal and nicks yeah. all three bonus points. So, um, yeah, that's a bit frustrating. You know, Everton again have been letting in goals. Um, from Everton, really, I would probably only look at Lukaku, and even then, he's he's been pretty poor lately. So, um, this might <laughs> unfortunately be another one to just stay away from. I mean, I'm 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 back in Lukaku this week. I've got to say, I do like their fixtures coming up. He's a bit Jekyll and Hyde, Lukaku, recently. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I'm just looking, sorry, I'm just going to draw up their fixtures. So Lukaku's got so Leicester away, Hull away, and then Saints at home. So bit of a mixed bag but actually whilst cost is out might be one to potentially take a punt on only 9.4 million so you'd be saving yourself one and a half million if you do go in his direction um other than that though i can't say there's anyone else from everton that i can say with any consistency would perform this week um iceman how do you see this going no i'm in the same ballpark i don't think there's any options in this game really to go for other than maybe lukaku i am thinking uh about leighton baines just because he's on penalties i'm thinking i know yeah. their their fixtures aren't tip top at the moment but after the city game which is after the southampton game they've got the loveliest garden of green that I'm thinking about sticking Baines in for, um, just just because he's got those penalty potentials, and you know he can get clean sheets as well. It might might be a good punt to go for Baines. Yeah, and I think Lukaku's value drops as well. I mean, I thought we we all thought that he was on penalties, and you know, then Leighton Baines took it away. So, mm. um, yeah, that's a that's a good shout. And Baines is only five point three million as well. Yeah, um, that's, so, that's the lowest he's ever been in the game. I was going to yeah. say long long gone are the days of the six point six million Leighton yeah. Baines that yeah. you dreamed yeah. of. Yeah, I'm sure he so. got to seven point five at one point. I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah, that's like a that. fair price for a penalty taking defender. Yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, move on to United versus Sunderland. United enjoying somewhat of a reform recently. Uh, David Moy, Sunderland side, still not out of danger, but certainly showing improvement in recent weeks, although they have stuttered and started. Iceman, let's come to you first of all. Who do you like in this? Well, I am actually thinking about starting Pickford. Just because he's just looking so good. I have got Valdez as well away to Burnley. So it m- I might go with him. But it will be a bit of a toss-up here. Uh, United are looking good at the moment. Ibra seems to be scoring nearly every game now. Especially after his blank few weeks he had earlier in the season. Like, yeah, he is looking a very good option now. Especially now Kane, who seems to be blanking every week. A lot of people are going to be transferring Kane and bringing in Zlatan. And I would have done it, but I was actually 0.1 short and I didn't want to take the minus four to bring in Zlatan. Uh, I think that. Yeah, I don't think that would be worth it to bring him in. I mean, now that I'm looking at it with Kane, yeah, I'm going to keep him for for next week and then probably get rid of him the week after. But it depends because he's away to Watford. But in in this game particular, Man United midfield, they're a bit of a minefield, aren't they? You can't really be guaranteed on points each game. I know we've shouted Pogba a few times, but yeah, he just seems to be moved back. Lingard comes in and gets an assist. He he also, he looked pretty good in that game. He got a few shots shots on target. Uh, But their their midfield itself, uh, yeah, I wouldn't really go near 
at the moment. I think you need someone who's going to be nailed for each game. Matter might be a bit of a punt to go for. Yeah, I think um, I like your your ideas there. I think um, you're right about the midfield. It is really inconsistent this season. You know, I thought Martial was coming back into the team, then he was back on the bench again. Pogba um, looks to get a bit of form going forward, and then he, he's dropped back again. So it's a real difficult one. Mourinho certainly mixing the side up. The only player I'd add to what you shouted there is uh, is Phil Jones at the back. Uh, They're looking more solid as a unit back there. Jones is playing more regularly. You've talked about their Garden of Green, Sunderland at home, Borough at home, West Ham away. I know Smalling is back and uh, Bailly will be at some point, but I would fancy him to... I I would fancy Jones to to at least keep up for the next few games, the starting uh, position the United back for just because they've become more solid I'd see no reason for Mourinho to drop him at this point still yeah. only 4.8 million as well yeah I can see him getting rid of Rojo instead of uh, instead of Jones you know, when Smalling comes back I think it will be a, a Jones-Smalling partnership yep yeah I mean I think Rojo has to be the guy to go just given his he seems like a liability out there <laughs> I can't believe oh, he yeah. hasn't he hasn't gotten a red card this season <laughs> it's it's crazy um, yeah I think those are all basically echoing my my thoughts i think yeah. zlatan in the in the forward slot is probably the guy to own um i would stay away from their midfield i think you know pogba is it's interesting he's been playing farther forward uh as the season progresses but um i think he's just a little too expensive especially when you have someone like uh christian erickson at his same price point yeah agree. um I would definitely stay away from Juan Mata. I know uh, I've had him in my uh, Taga lineup for a while, and he he doesn't seem to be breaking the starting lineup, um, which is frustrating because I feel like he's had a pretty good season. Um, but I guess Mourinho just doesn't like him. Um, and Phil Jones, I think, is a really, really good shout as well. 4.8, uh, an option to get into the United back line is about as good as value you can find. Um yeah. Especially given their fixtures, and uh, Eric Bailly is off to Afcon for Ivory Coast as well, so he won't be uh, starting. Helpful. Yeah, yeah. So he, he he'll be out for a for a bit. Um, he's also injured at the moment, so I think he's yeah he's mm. out for a bit longer. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how and whether Smalling slots into the lineup. Um, I mean, I just can't see them really changing this back line at the moment, given how, no, how good they've been. Well, yeah, so, they, so you never know. Mm. Just just a word on Zlatan there. I'm just looking. Two hundred seventy-two thousand have transferred him in this week. So there's a lot of love for Ibrahimovic in the front lines in the, in the absence of Costa. Yeah, not surprising. Yep. Well, let's move on to uh, sides battling down the bottom with Sunderland. We've got Swansea versus West Ham United. I, I would suggest these two teams have probably been two of the more disappointing this season. Flashes, uh, flashes of brilliance, but then you know just not getting the results to back things up. Luke, if I could come to you first on this one, do you like any of the players in this game? Uh, I don't like Andy Carroll now that I have him. <laughs> um, Regret. No, in all honesty, I mean, I'm going to stick with Carroll this week. Uh, he could go off against the Swansea team. They've been very leaky in the in their defense. Um, but, you know, it's hard to say. For In terms of just attackers in general, um, I think for West Ham, the two options are either... I mean, I don't know if you can consider Carroll an option. Definitely Dimitri Payet. You know, watching that game, he looked he looked like he was involved in everything. He's he's kind of their main man in the midfield. Um, 
I just would kind of be concerned with you know the the, the team's overall form. Uh, I mean, I think Pyatt has looked good individually, but you know he he seemed like he's playing with ten other guys around him that just don't really know what's going on. Um, in terms of defense, I think West Ham's kept a couple maybe a couple clean sheets in the last two weeks. Yeah, against uh, Burnley and Hull. Given so, yeah, I mean those two of the low lower tier sides in the in the league, but. Um, you know, form is form. It could be a good shout, but I would probably just avoid them and go for someone like Phil Jones instead. Um, so, yeah, that's West Ham. In terms of Hull, I can't Swansea, see anyone Swansea. really. Swansea. Oh, is it Swansea? Swansea yeah. Oh, yeah, I got it on last week. Uh, yeah. Swansea, then. Um, Gilfie Sigurdsson I have in my team. Um, he's been pretty good this season, uh, but his, his form has taken a little bit of a dip. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think he's probably the only guy to own from that team. And I mean, Jordi Amat as a 4-0 option is, is good. He'll start every week, but, um, I wouldn't count on him keeping a clean sheet anytime soon. So yeah, I'd say probably either Pyatt or Sigurdsson from this game is, is where you want to look, but. The, the only thing I'll say on Pyatt, I don't know if either of you have seen the, uh, the news today, but he was interviewed about whether he'd stay at West Ham or not. Of course, he signed a new contract recently, 125 grand a week. However, he was quoted as saying it would be fun to play in the Arsenal midfield. He feels <laughs> he's the missing jigsaw piece for Arsene Wenger. And he also said that he's interested in the projects going on at Marseille. He said he misses playing Champions League football. So for me, if that's not put himself in the shop, shop window for the January transfer window, then I don't know what is. And I just wonder if Slaven will respond to that either by just covering it up and playing him or if there'll be, you know, some benching going on there. That'll be my only concern oh, this yeah, week. True, yeah, It's quite exciting for Arsenal fans, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'd yeah. be a great signing for you guys. Yeah, Especially, definitely. I feel like that left wing spot has kind of been a little a little suspect this yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, in the words of Wenger, when, when Fabregas became available to us once again, uh, no thank you, we have adequate cover in that position. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. <laughs> Iceman, let's come to you on this then. So Luke's given us a good sort of overview of West Ham Swansea there. Have you got anyone in mind for this? Well, I mean, I've got Pyatt, so I am actually thinking about captaining this week. He did get five attempts on goal and he got five, uh, seven created chances. So I can definitely see some points here against a really weak Swansea back line. They just seem yeah. to be letting in goals. They're, they're better at home, but... Yeah, every week. As long as you've got Jordi Amat playing in your team, you're going to let in goals. He's not the greatest player, but he seems to be starting <laughs> at the moment. Um, He's the cheapest player. Yeah, he is definitely the cheapest player. And I, I did have him in my starting lineup, which I posted on my Twitter, and I kind of regret that now. <laughs> I'm going to switch him out. I'm not going to have him. I can see Carroll getting a goal as well. He gets a lot of shots on goal as well. So, yeah. Um, I, I can see a goal from either one of them too, so I'm, I'm glad I've got them in my team still, yeah. especially against this week, Swansea. If you're looking to pick up someone new, then yeah, it will be between probably... I will put Antonio in that bracket as well. Carol, Pyatt, Antonio or Sigurdsson. Mm. Sigurdsson, you just, yeah, he's, he's a banker for getting shots on goal and attempts and assists and mm. things but it's where you'll get it against this West Ham team who seem to be yeah. a, a little bit more resurgent at the back now but they're not playing great football like Luke said they're not playing great so could come back to haunt them away to Swansea yeah, but uh, you, you never know you never know what's going to happen it might be a high scoring game this one mm-hmm. well yep. 
Moving on to the team that they actually defeated over the weekend, Hull City taking on Arsenal's conquerors, Manchester City. Again, potential David versus Goliath tie here. I actually see um, City getting a few goals in this one. I really like KDB for this fixture um, this week. Mm. I, I would fancy him to step up. I mean, he's, he's not scoring huge points at the moment, but he is getting his assists regularly. I do fancy him to notch in this game. Um, so I would be back in KDB for this one. I still like the look of Sane, although he, I think he's still going to be more of a bench man for the time being. But look good when he came on against Arsenal, got the goal, and I just like the way he plays. Very direct, great pace. Um, seen him a bit playing in Germany, so I fancy him for the future at a low cost. Uh, I, I would suggest for the second half of the season, he might become more of a fixture potentially. Certainly, I would see him as more potential point scoring than Navas if he starts playing more regularly. I can't say I can shout anyone specifically from Hull. I've hated on them the whole season. Um, like yourself, Iceman, I haven't written them down on my template. But the question is, have you written anything under Hull? <laughs> no, there's there's no one for Hull, is there? If, this game is going to either be a drubbin or a uh, a parked bus, and Sterling is probably a good option now. He yep. seems to be playing well again and got the goal in the last game. He he looked very promising along with De Bruyne. De Bruyne play, playing in that false nine position, which was great Lovely. for me because I do have him in my team. He's still not scoring the points which I want from him, but he's a consistent scorer. He does yeah, get, he and he, he just looks amazing still. They did play really well because of him going forward. It's just mm. I, you do want to get those uh, fancy football returns as well. So hopefully this game, he is a captain option for me. Um, yeah, agreed. It's, uh, it's between him and Sanchez. At the moment it's on Sanchez, but I may switch to De Bruyne because, yeah, I can see some points coming here, especially if he's in that false nine position. Mm. I agree with that. Luke? Yeah, he. Uh, just looking at KDB's stats, he hasn't actually scored a goal in the league since game week five. Um, yeah. But since then he's netted, if I count it up, it looks like seven assists since then. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I, you know, being an American, it's it's weird trying to pick a team because you know we don't have like the local ties to, you know, kind of where you're born. So, uh, you know, last season when I decided, all right, this is the season I'm picking a team to support, um, I went with Man City just uh, given their their firepower. Um, they had a lot of players that I liked, and yeah. um, you know, Pep. What can you say about him? He, I, I think he's a genius. Um, you know, he's been off to a slow start this season, but you know, we're I, fourth in the table. And I have to say, Luke, if you if you go back to when uh, me and the Iceman first started getting into, uh, well, Premiership, and at that point, uh, Division One football before it was the Premiership, I think Man City might have even been in Division Two at that point. They had no money, um, no decent players, and then uh, after days. a while, that yeah, they. <laughs> Then they built themselves back up a bit, and then Sheikh Manzor came along, and the rest is history. So, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so you've got a club with with kind of recent heritage, and uh, not not so much in the past. I'm probably going to get slated by City fans now, but uh, <laughs> yeah. a good a, a good current choice for the modern era, definitely. Uh, you are actually third at the moment, Luke. Just uh, are we? Arsenal are in fourth. Brilliant. We're in our we're in our position. You can't take uh, that from happy, us. Happy days, yeah. happy days. Yeah. So I mean, to <laughs> talk like about company, yeah. <laughs> To talk about city options, um, you know, we mentioned Aguero's coming back. I think next week he's at his ultra low price of twelve point eight million. Um, so you might never be able to get him for that price. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in the midfield it, it, it would either be De Bruyne or Sterling. Um, I think Sane is too much of a rotation risk. 
you know, he's he's looked good as of late. Um, he's definitely a bright player. He's got a he's got a bright future ahead of him. But um, for point one million more, you can get Sterling, who is nailed into the team. And uh, yeah. so I think I think if you were to go with either of those, those would be very good shouts. Um, you know, our defense has been a bit better as of late. You know, we've kept a couple clean sheets in, in a row. And um, but to be honest, I think they're just a little too expensive and like a it's a broken record but go for the chelsea defenders if you're going to be up that high in in price so um yeah i think uh i'm expecting a bit of a blowout i'm expecting a park bus from hall um expecting a very one-sided game and you know hopefully we can break it down but um i'm optimistic and yeah i would i would look at probably aguero and one of the two either de bruno or sterling if you're need a mil- midfielder well, just to reiterate, Aguero is not back for this game. Um, you're just saying for the future, yeah. coming up for the Liverpool game. You're just saying that you know, if you like, like me, I'm holding my transfer this week just so I can you know, worm in Aguero into my team for next week. So yeah. if you're thinking about Aguero, now's the time. Well, to be honest, last week was probably the time, but now's the time to like kind of think about it and think. Well, I need need to have at least one spare transfer available because you know he he does still cost a lot at twelve point eight. So just just think about that for next week before you make your transfer if you do want him in. I like it. Okay, so start thinking about Aguero is the message for this one. We're down to the final two fixtures. We've got Liverpool who stole a victory against Everton uh, on Monday night against Stoke City. Iceman, let's start with you on this one. Who do you fancy? Well, Mane just seems to be wrapping in those goals somehow. Man of the season. He is, isn't he? But the only thing is he is going away to the African Cup of Nations, so probably not an option to bring in. Disappointment of the Christmas month. (laughs) I I would think about captaining Mane if I had him. I don't have him. In fact, I've got Origi in my team, but I would think about captaining Mane. Uh, I'm not thinking about captaining Origi because there's just no, uh, there's no guarantees with him. But he he is still a hopeful player to have in your team going forward, especially Mane going off to the African Cup of Nations. The only thing is Sturridge is back. Uh, I don't think he'll, he's going to play the next game in place of Origi, but he might be drafted in soon. So Origi might be losing his place. I'm not sure if Sturridge and Origi will work together going forward, and I think Sturridge is probably a better player to bring in. I don't know Klopp's thinking on it. I know he likes Origi, so may may want to keep him there. But now that Clavron's back in the team for Liverpool, I think their defence is probably looking a little stronger. Uh, with yeah. Love, Lo- Lovren, <laughs> he's not the greatest player in the world, is he? But yeah, Cla- Clavron seems to sh- shore that defence up. Uh, so you, you may be looking at maybe Klein now. He's always got those attacking options down the wing and sending balls into the box. He he loves a cross into the box. He's literally like Carl Walker uh, for me. I think they're a coin toss between the two. So um, if you're looking for points, uh, for attacking points from Liverpool, he might be a good option to go forward with. Mm. Yeah. yeah the, go oh, OK. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Joel Matip as well... We have to consider him. I think he's out on with an ankle injury right now. So yeah, exactly. I I honestly don't know the answer to how he fits in and whether he replaces one of them. Um, that's the only kind of hesitation I would have for... The, the other thing is, uh, Matip's just said he's going to decline to go to the um, African Cup of Nations of Cameroon. Is he? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there's there's, uh, uh, there's an article on the BBC website. There's seven players. There's issues with previous management, so they don't want to go and represent the nation. So oh, Matip right. might still feature for Liverpool. And actually, based on form this season, I would say Matip is the the one consistent one that you would have in that Liverpool side. He's looked very, very good indeed. Yeah, it's hard to know. I, I mean, I think right now would be the time to just hold off and wait unless you want to go for Klein at that price point. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's a bit expensive. It's not it's not the most expensive in the game, but um, you know his attacking returns as of late have been good as well. I think he he's got an assist or yeah, one assist last week in uh, against Middlesbrough, and then he almost had the go- the uh, assist on the Origi chance um, in the Everton game as well. The thing is with Liverpool as well, their their fixtures are kind of one good, one bad going forward for quite a while now. Yeah, bringing in one of those defenders, you'd be hopeful every other game and then attacking returns from Klein. I don't know if I'll go for any of their other defenders. Uh, like I've got Lovren, I am thinking about removing. Okay, so uh, Liverpool seem to be the, the pick of the, uh, the bunch against Stoke. Um, finally... Saints versus Tottenham on Wednesday the 28th of December meaning they get a bit more of a rest let's come to you Luke for this final game who do you like in this one uh well interestingly I I I actually like uh Jay Rodriguez as a Southampton option he's come into the to the striker role to replace uh Charlie Austin while he's out um it looks like he's going to be the guy to play and not Shane Long so um I th- let's look at his price here. Six point three. Yeah, so he's a six point three midfielder playing out of position as a striker. Um, so I mean, he could be a good shout. And Southampton have another Garden of Green coming up as well. I was going to say they've got West Brom at home next, then Everton away, uh, and then Burnley away, and then Leicester at home. So I agree. Yeah, definitely a Garden of Green. Yeah. Yep. So he could be a good option. Um, I know Dusan Tadic is also looking to work his way back into the starting line, uh, starting lineup as well. He had that nose injury, so I, I think he's just still working back up to full fitness. Um, he's only seven zero as well, and he's been uh, kind of their playmaker this whole season. So he could be a good shout. Um, but yeah, I think really the the team to look at is Spurs um, from this lineup. And although we've seen Harry Kane uh, pretty quiet. Um, as of late, you know, I would, I can't see him going three games without scoring a goal. And I mean, I just, I, I can't really say. <laughs> I can definitely see that happening. With, you think? Uh, yeah, he, he, he might burn people who are holding on to him. I've ho- yeah. held on to him. Um, I can see it happening, especially with Saints' defense. They are very solid. Yeah, I mean, for me, he's definitely coming out when Aguero comes back in. I mean. I, I just don't really play FPL without Aguero. I might be crazy in that, but um, yeah. He so I mean I definitely wouldn't bring him in. Uh, his form has been too bad. Um, if you have him and you have other pressing issues, like I know I got rid of Costa this week, you could probably get away with holding Kane. But I think really the guy to own from Spurs is Ericsson. He didn't get anything this week, but um, his past two weeks have been pretty brilliant in terms of points total he has his stats uh, are amazing at the moment yeah he is top of everything yeah he's it's almost like him and harry kane have kind of switched roles it almost seems like 
uh, Harry drops a little deeper, and Erickson kind of is the one to run on and um, you know get those goals. So yeah, I think Erickson is probably the pick of the litter there. You could get away with Deli Alley as well. He was the guy to score this week. Um, yeah. So yeah, between those two, I would probably say only go for one Spurs attacker. Um, and then their defense is is really also kind of an area you could look to invest in. Um, I've had Hugo Lloris in my team for a while, and he's been pretty good as of late. Um, yeah. And Toby Alderworld's coming back from injury as well. He uh, might not be back this week. I think he has a bit of a back injury, but um, yeah, he'll he'll be looking to shore up that defense. And you know, he's a he's a great player. He really kind of brings everything together there. So they could keep a, some more clean sheets coming going forward. Agree. And out of error, I think we'll shore them right up at the back if they're not that already. Um, Iceman, anyone else you want to shout from this one? Well, just shouted him last week, Bertrand. He, I knew he was getting forward, getting loads of shots, and managed to score this week. Great goal he scored. Just dribbled through the defence and drilled it in the bottom corner. It was brilliant. He and Van Dyke are still great options. If I was picking between the two... Um, I would pick Van Dijk due to the rotation which can happen with Southampton. We've seen it happen recently. A lot of people got stung with Cedric. I think you might have, Billy. Did you get stung with a Cedric? I didn't actually go for him in the end, I so I managed to avoid that. No, it might have been Brookie. But yeah, the, their rotation, you've got to be very wary about that font missing out last game just randomly. I'm not really sure what happened with him. Maybe he was injured, I'm not sure. But yeah, Bertrand's still a good player going forward as well as defensively for Southampton. And then it would be Rodriguez for me, uh, 6.3. Yeah, he could be a really promising option. Uh, The only thing is, he's literally just come back from injury, so he he could be prone to having another injury. Maybe you've got to let him play a little bit more, but he has played in the last three games, 90 minutes, then 25, then 90 minutes again. So... Yeah, I can see him being a really good option. I'm just looking at my team now, wondering how I'm going to draft him in, actually, because that Garden of Green is just so tempting. Tempting Garden of Green. Well, chaps, that brings us to the end of our 10 fixtures uh, for the upcoming game week. We will discuss the game, which is on Friday, the 30th of December, um, when we do the next podcast. Um, It's it's time. What's that? It's time. Ah, okay. Well, that uh, brings about a brief interlude as we get ready to endure the Iceman's weak bladder. Well, the seat's back down, the toilet's been wiped, and the Iceman has rejoined us again. Welcome back, sir. Um, let's get on to the, uh, the important question everyone is asking. Captain's choice for the week. We've mentioned a few there. Um, Luke, as guest, I'm going to let you lead us on this one. Who do you fancy for captain? Uh, right now it's on uh, Ibrahimovic. Um, you know, the matchup against Sunderland, I, I think it's just too good to pass up. Um, you know, you could look at Alexis Sanchez against West Brom, but you know West Brom hasn't been—they haven't been the worst defensively this season. Um, and you know, Arson did hint that he was going to rest Sanchez over the Christmas period as well. So, um, yeah, I would honestly probably go for Ibrahimovic if you have him. Um, 
I would try and stay away from Harry Kane. I would like Christian Eriksen as a captain option a little bit better if you want to go for Spurs. Um, Eden Hazard is a good shout uh, coming up against Bournemouth. You could, I mean, you could maybe get away with captaining a Chelsea defender this week. I mean, it's it's you're definitely not going to get an explosive return like you could from an attacker, but they seem like a like a sure six pointer at least. So. Um, yeah, those are kind of my my options for yeah. captain, but yeah, it's on Ibrahimovic for me. I think um, yeah, I like the idea of Ibrahimovic. The other one I like is Iceman shout of KDB earlier. I don't have either of those players, so I can't pick them. But if I did, I would pr- as a differential this week, I'd probably go KDB as captain because I like his potential against Hull. Iceman. Yeah, I think I, <laughs> I think I am going to go KDB. I had it on Sanchez for a while just because he's playing at home. Uh, yeah, he's. he's playing up front uh, but it is West Brom they are they can be really secure at times so yeah, maybe not too many goals maybe one but yeah I can see a few goals from De Bruyne or at least creating a few uh, yeah. and scoring one I can see the same with Hazard as well the only thing is he's just inconsistent but he is playing at home so yeah another good shout uh, they're, they're my three options but I've, I've literally just switched it back to De Bruyne so I think it might stay on him Right, I'm going to move mine to Sanchez <laughs> as we speak. Okay, and I'm going to move mine to Carol. Okay, <laughs> just to the, go along. The sensible <laughs> choice, exactly. Yep. So, Iceman, that brings us to the end of our, I suppose, our, our more um, generic topics. What have we got on social media? Yes, social media. I've got a few questions from Twitter. Uh, Abdullah messaged us straight away as soon as I put it up. He said, "What to do with Kane if you already have Ibra in your side?" Luke, you want to shout this one first? I know you already uh, answered it on Twitter, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I jumped the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably just hold this week and try and look at um, either. Probably, probably, honestly, look at bringing in Aguero and try and free up some funds if you need to. Um, if you want to bring in Diego Costa, that should be a straight swap, I think. Uh, he's Costa is still cheaper than Kane, so you could make a direct transfer there. Um, so yeah, I probably look at Aguero, or uh, if you are set on bringing Costa back in, just um, fix something else in your team. But yeah, I think Kane probably has to go at this point. Yeah, what about you, Bill? So he's got Ibrahimovic and Kane. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, I, I personally, I just think based on form, I'm an Aguero fan, but I think Costa's playing so well, so is Chelsea. I would have him straight back in personally. Well, yeah. What, just hold a week and then bring in Costa? Do, does he, do you mean for this particular game week or going forward? Okay, well, let, let's, presume, let's presume this game week. Um, I, would, I would keep Zlatan and Kane yeah. just for this game week. Yeah, I think I would too, yeah. Also had one from FPL Booster saying, uh, could Arsenal defence blackout be over with the fixtures incoming? I think they could be, but they're just, they're high priced, aren't they? So um, I know Gabriel might be an option now that Mustafi, but I'm not sure if Mustafi is out for that long. I I think um, I I liked Gabriel, but I didn't quite realise how much Mustafi was holding that back for together. So for me, unless you're going for Bellerin for the attacking options at this point, I would only be looking at Arsenal defence once Mustafi comes back. 
Bellerin could be a good option because he's more or less like a 6.4 midfielder. He is so far forward and he provides a lot of uh, created chances for the likes of Walcott and Sanchez. So if you really want one, I think Bellerin's your, your man, but it's just really expensive at 6.4. Great hair as well. <laughs> awesome hair. <laughs> um, okay, we have one from FPL Kege. He said, don't ask about Trump but I do blame him for my poor FPL season that's should we let Luke I think think that's in reference to another question (laughs) maybe I read that in the wrong order (laughs) okay let me put this to you Luke is Donald Trump the reason for this uh, gentleman's poor FPL season Uh, be as creative as you like with this answer (laughs) but don't get us in trouble he uh, he is not the blame for your for your troubles, but you can go ahead and blame him anyways because that's how I that's how I feel about him. <laughs> Reasonable. Yeah. <ones. laughs> yeah, that's all I got. That's fair. That's enough. all we wanted. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, FPL Kicker always uh, uh, asked as well. Um, Wilcott and Sterling have burnt most people this year, but should we train trade them in again? A lot of people are. Um, I do still think, yeah, they are good options in my opinion, I, especially Sterling away to Hull. What about you, Paul? Um, this isn't just the Arsenal bias, but generally I think Walcott's a, a great one to have at the moment. He is also doing something um, most weeks for Arsenal. At 7.8 million, I think he's great in terms of his price. At the moment, every other week, he's notching seven or more points. Um, and he's having one of his best and most consistent seasons in terms of fitness for Arsenal uh, today. He's up to 90 points overall for the season as well. So for me, uh, I would actually back him for this week yeah. and moving forward with that lovely garden of green. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Luke? Yeah, I agree. I think Sterling and Walcott are, are both good options to bring in. Yeah, that's about it. Their their price point is pretty generous and you can easily downgrade someone like uh Firmino if you're sick of his run of blanks to uh one of those guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um Padfall has asked a question, should we give up on the whole third striker thing and just go three five two? I know uh Luke has had some recent experience with this. Um what's your recent experience, Luke? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know you? what he I don't know what he's referring to. Um it might have been because I brought in Ianacho and then I brought in Carol, so hmm. that third striker spot's been giving me a bit of a headache. Um Honestly, I don't think it's a terrible shout. I, I I don't see a ton of great options in that cheap striker slot. I mean, I think Benteke and uh, maybe Jermaine Defoe are probably the pick of the litter. But um, yeah, I don't think three five two is a terrible strategy. I've actually been considering a. Uh, <laughs> I got a crazy idea of going four four two and stocking up on three Chelsea defenders and just playing them every week. Um, yeah, it's not a bad shout. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it, it's crazy and it's out there, but it it could work out. Well, it's not because it's the equivalent of a cheaper striker scoring once, basically every now and again. Yeah. And like you say, if you had that every week, you'd be very happy. So, yeah. like you say, probability wise, you're more likely to get a Chelsea clean sheet at the moment rather than a four or five million pound striker like Anachebi or Diamande scoring. So I think it's a good yeah. shout. Yeah, yeah, it's just something I've been toying with. Um, I might end up going with it. I might not, but. Um, yeah, I think that third striker spot's been really difficult for me to pin down a, a standout option. Um, Charlie Austin, beginning of the season, 
he seemed like a like a pretty obvious one for me, so uh, I kind of relied on him. But yeah, yeah now that we would I'm without him, yeah, <laughs> it's tough to it's tough to find another sweetheart. Maybe Carol can come in and and win us back. There's yeah. a lot going in Carol's direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also we have so moving on. We've got Paul uh, Jonathan Paul Gavin asking a question. He's saying, "When do the chips expire?" They expire at the end of the season. The only chip that expires first is the first wild card. Am I correct, guys? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They all expire um, at the end of the season. You can use them whenever you want. Uh, just a quick one on the second wild card. I would wait until the double game weeks and then play it a week before that. Yeah. 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 We'll learn more about like which teams are going to have double fixtures. Um, the last year they were around thirty-one or thirty-four. Um, game week 31 and 34 so yeah definitely hold on to that second wild card i think you have to use the first wild card by game week 19 um so i think if you haven't used it you have to use it pretty soon yeah yeah that's correct um we also had another one from kuda godfrey he's put with aguero and costa potentially coutinho all backed by game week 19 would you buy them back to avoid the price rises bull would you Ah, so Aguero, I think I would because he's banned, not injured. Coutinho, I wouldn't because I want to see that he's coming back, he's fit and firing. Who's the other one who's back? Costa. Well, you've already got him, haven't you? Well, I had him, yeah. I'm going to put him back in. But I think, um, yeah, the the banned players I would put straight back in um, the week before they they actually play because I think their price will rise fairly quickly. Um, Coutinho, I'd just hold off and wait and see if he's robust enough to play regularly and if he's in in form. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. Luke, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, maybe give them a week just to make sure they're settled into the final and into the uh, starting 11. Um, Excuse me. But, um, yeah, I think that Pep, with his rotation, has been um, pretty unpredictable. So, you know, we might see Aguero come on as a sub for maybe 25 minutes the the first game he comes back. But, yeah, definitely all three of those guys can come in if they if they look like they're going to be playing again. Yeah, I agree with that. And one last one from Twitter is Kaz67 has put, Why do I still have Chadley? Should I keep or change for anyone for 6 mil? P.S. He is my fourth midfielder. Ooh. What do you reckon on that one then, mm. guys? Well, I don't know why Kaz has still got Chadley. But what I can tell you is a player of 6 million that uh, I'd swap them for. Who's that? Are we playing a guessing game right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, can't, I do like. I, I like. Um, I like. Uh, I, I think Zaha is a better option in that position. I really do. I think as long as he, if he if he's definitely going to the African Cup of Nations, then obviously not. But if he's not, um, he's cheaper, and I think he's been in great form for Palace this season. Mm. Yeah, we'll have to see how that turns out. He, um, if he doesn't go to the Africa Cup of Nations, he's got a tremendous run of fixtures. So um, yeah, I think he could be a great option. So. Yeah, just wait and monitor and see. But yeah, that's a good shout. I like yeah. that one. I think uh, Rodriguez, just point two more, might be a, yeah. a good option for him there. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I would get rid of him. He's got Arsenal and Southampton next. But then, then Hull. So maybe, 
maybe likely to hold if you've got something more pressing elsewhere in your team. Okay, that was it from Twitter. I do want to run down the African Cup of Nations quickly, uh, just to give the listeners a little eye-opener of who is actually going. The African Cup of Nations takes place between January the 14th and February the 5th, so you can look which game weeks are going to be out there. Uh, the teams in a list, Arsenal have one player out, they have El Nenny, that's not really a bother. Burnley have one player out, Dar... Darikwa, I've never heard of him. Chelsea have <laughs> Chelsea have no one out. Palace have two players out in Apia and Sacco. Uh, maybe Zaha with the Ivory Coast if he gets picked. Everton have four players out in Balassi, who's out for the season. Istragay, uh, Kone and uh, Niasse. Leicester also have four players out, as Luke mentioned earlier. They have Daniel Amatri, Johan I can't say that name. <laughs> you have Ben Luane. That's the one. Uh, Riyad Mahrez and uh, Slamani. Uh, looking at Liverpool, they've just got Mane out. City have no players out. Man United have uh, Bailly out, but he's injured at the moment. And as you mentioned earlier, um, he, he might not even be playing anyway, so you might not even have to worry about him. Uh, Middlesbrough have. Uh, uh, Tayore out, who is starting to look good for um, Middlesbrough at the moment, Tayore, uh, but never actually scoring any fancy football points. Uh, Southampton have Bufau out, so keep a monitor of him at uh, 6.8. He might be going soon. Uh, Stoke have a few players out. They've got Boney out, Juf and uh, Ra- Ramadan Sob... Sobhai, I've never heard of him. <laughs> I'll have a keep reading. I'll have a little look at that name and see if I can. Uh... <laughs> Sunderland also have four players out. Did you body? Did you body? Is that you say? Did you body? They got him out. Gazari's out. Kone and Diong. Going down the list, Swansea have no one out. Tottenham have no one out. Watford have three players. Amrabat, uh, oh god, the, 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 no one on. <laughs> we can move on. Yeah, that 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 guy <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that guy yeah. too. Uh, West Brom have two players uh, out as well. Galloway and Neom. Oh, actually, Neom. Uh, Neom's not actually going. Oh, he's not going. Oh, did oh, you shout that? to play for the Cameroon. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, good insight there, Billy. And West Ham have four players out: Andre Ayew, uh, Fahuli, and Kuyate, and Sako are all going. So there's a quick lowdown of all those Christ. players. <laughs> well, you'd say probably West Ham are the most affected out of that lot. If all yeah. those players are fit, I mean, certainly Fagouli and Ayu, yeah. you'd expect to play for West Ham. And kiato has been pretty massive for them this season. Um, in terms of fantasy football, there was only three players I probably heard there, which was Mane, Zaha, and there was one other you mentioned as Bye, well. Maybe. Bye, yeah. It, but you, you, I think you've also got to look at this in terms of uh, these players being out. Is that going to affect the team? Maybe even team morale, how the team performs. So, looking at who are, who else are in that team, is that going to affect it in a different way? Well, I yeah. think certainly Leicester with Slimani and Mares gone. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pick any of those players anyway. But I think it's good to uh, if if you are a fan of Mares or I think Mane's probably the biggest one there, isn't he? Of of all of those. Yeah. 
Um, Okay, moving on to... uh, We had a couple of questions from Reddit. Uh, So, given Kane's poor form, is Lukaku worth a punt? Only two or three really difficult fixtures in the next ten game weeks. Well, you've jumped on that that one, haven't you, Ball? So, maybe maybe he might be. I have. Have you actually brought him in? I have, yes. I brought him in for Costa for this week. Uh, I actually have a plan to try and get those three... Uh, Lukaku, Kane, and Costa as my as my front three controversially, but yeah, I, I like his um, I like his uh, fixtures coming up. He's got Leicester away, Hull away, Saints at home in the next three, and beyond that, he's got some nice fixtures as well. So um, I've gone for Lukaku as a differential, as I don't think everyone will jump for him. And when he returns, he does tend to get a couple. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Luke, what do you reckon is that? Yeah, I mean, I think Lukaku is a. Uh... He's a decent shout. Um, his form hasn't been great, but um, his price is still pretty generous. So, yeah, you could get away with saving, um, you know, maybe a couple million on on Kane and going down to him and using your funds elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. That was from a user MM Veretti. Uh, Shaz09 has put the return of Aguero next game week and Ibrahimovic back in contention. Dot 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 dot. So he wants us to talk about them. We've we've spoken about them. Um, yeah quite a lot of this pod so I, I don't think we've got much more to say on them yeah um sango mango has also questioned us again he's saying uh kane plus hazard or costa plus ericsson plus two mil which one would you choose out of kane plus hazard or costa plus ericsson uh luke give me a choice now quick uh costa ericsson and save the two million and upgrade your defense to get more chelsea that's the, that's where i'd go <laughs> yeah good shout and bull uh, all I heard was arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, forty-two is the answer. So yeah, uh, but that's yeah. that's all from social media this week. Well, thanks for all your questions again, guys. We appreciate them. Yeah. It does get a, a, a lot more chatter out, and this podcast is probably going to be too long, which I'm going to have to edit down. But yeah, it works for a nice podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, much appreciated all the questions. Um, one last thing I'm going to do, which I didn't do earlier, is just give a very brief summary of our shouts from the week um, of each fixture. So we talked about Watford versus Palace. Zaha and Benteke were taking our fancy there. No one really from Watford currently. Arsenal versus West Brom. We were looking at Sanchez, Walcott and Ozil as differential for Arsenal. No one at the back from Arsenal with Mustafi being out, but Brunt's looking like the favourable pick from West Brom going forward. Burnley versus Borough, nothing written under Burnley other than potentially if you've got Heaton to keep him for the save bonuses. Uh, Forshaw being the one we're shouting from Middlesbrough, we're not convinced by Negredo at this point. Chelsea Bournemouth, well, um, we've talked about Alonso once again. Um, just be mindful that Aki probably won't be playing in this fixture as he's on loan from Chelsea. But as Piliqueta is becoming the form defender for the season, drawing in the bonus points every week. It looks like a good shout if you're looking for one or two Chelsea defenders. Leicester Everton we were talking about Lukaku and Baines again not guaranteed points given the indifferent form of Everton but certainly if we were looking at two it would be them Man United versus Sunderland well Pickford from Sunderland may not be keeping clean sheets every week but he's making plenty of saves and drawing in the points so we think he's a great option at his price Jones is looking good for United at the back as a cheap option and Ibrahimovic keeps doing the business up front and looks like he's going to continue to play regularly Swansea versus West Ham Sigurdsson is still in our discussion we're thinking Payet beware of the media hype around him but the Iceman is calling him as a differential captain for this week Hull versus City KDB we think might be nailed on 
in terms of getting some decent points this week and Luke has shouted Sterling as a man coming back into form we've got Origi and uh, Mane as our main shouts for Liverpool against Stoke not really liking anything uh, from Stoke at the moment and rounding off the game week we've got Saints versus Tottenham Ericsson is the man in FPL at the moment with all the stats uh, Ali is a different option but Jay Rodriguez keep an eye on him coming back from Saints with a couple of goals there could be a good cheap option as a midfielder playing as a striker well done, Ball. Nicely summed up. Brief summary. And that brings us to the end of another Fancy Football Surgery podcast. I would like to thank our guest from America, all the way from Massachusetts this week, Mr. Luke Thunberg. Or Thunberg, sorry. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> thanks, guys. Can't uh, even get you can... your name right. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter at FPL Thunshot as well. Um... And, uh, and your, your YouTube channel just once more. Oh, yeah, it's uh, youtube.com slash FPL live. Fantastic. Tune into that Friday evening. Manage those anxieties with the uh, the words of wisdom. Thanks very much, Luke. Iceman. Yeah, cheers, Bill. Thanks for coming on, Luke. Thanks, guys. Just a few shouts then for how to uh, get in contact with us. You can follow us uh, on www.fantasyfootballsurgery.com for updates on the cup and articles as they come. We've got our Facebook account, which is uh, Fantasy Football Surgery, all one word. Most of our activity takes place on Twitter at FF underscore surgery. Join the growing group of followers on there and join in the discussion, uh, some of the polls that we have on there. Listen to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please give us a rating and a review. It's very helpful for us. Uh, and Chase the Coveted Fancy Football Surgery Podcast Winners T-shirt uh, by joining our mini league. It is. Get a pen. 17603-6718. Join in the fun. And if you, do a, uh, if you have a good enough team name, we'll probably give you a shout out. All that's left to say is thanks for listening once again and we look forward to uh, speaking to you for the Christmas edition of the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast. an issue with my uh, my headphones sorry okay, oh, okay. <laughs> i was waiting for you to come in well uh brunt he's i know he scored no points in the last game but hold on what who brunt hello sorry brunt wrong plays game. <laughs> oh have i got the wrong game yeah well, i, I just talked about watford versus palace i literally i had a look at uh like, we need to start again <laughs> i thought you were going from the uh bbc ones <laughs> Well, I am. It's uh, it's the twelve thirty on the Saturday on the Monday. Uh, okay, well, my bad. <laughs> we, 